It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. This show is Mike Babchik and his friends wrapping up the week on Mad Dog Sports Radio through the mind of one sick, vile, deranged human being, and that's being kind. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchik's Morning After. Morning after. And now, here is everyone's Morning After Regret, Mike Babchik. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Babchik's Morning After, where we listen back to Mad Dog Sports Radio's Best commentary of the week, all the gold. On the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world. The buzz has been non-existent. The show has been critically crapped on the show that is still here. For now, so you let me, the lovable loser from Morning Man, the guy you know, and... No. Yes. Got you through the week that was on Channel 8, too. You've been guzzling down all the programming. You're a little hungover on this early morning. But I got the perfect cure for you. It's not more cowbell. Say it would be my friend. It's more clips. clips. More clips, or less clips, clips. clips. More <laughs> clips. More clips. Clip up a loser. We're joined by my friends Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed, and, uh, well, yeah, forever, I suppose. And then there's Scotty Messina, the producer of uh, Morning Man and Morning After. For, For now. now. Oh, no, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts. That's right. Anywhere, Eddie. I do mean anywhere. Anywhere? Even when your mic is on and break? Anywhere? Even when my <laughs> mic is on and break? That's my Dumbass. fault. <laughs> I forgot to turn off my All microphone. Right. That's a bad job by me. But I mean anywhere. And Eddie, things happened this week in the sports world that were sad, that were riveting, that were emotional, that were compelling. We had some deaths. Wow. which Such a barrage of action. So many emotions. <laughs> what just happened? But I got to be honest, I just did the Shine 3. It was absolutely four. phenomenal. Simply tremendous. Compelling. The Shine 3. Three adjectives. We laughed. We cried. We yearned. Three adjectives. Eddie, I was thinking about you this week, though. Mando Chris Russo off vacation, some who knows palace and somewhere in off the uh, west coast of California. Correct. But he missed some week. For Mando Chris Russo to miss the death of Bill Russell, not that he was rooting for it, but he wants to cover it, to Correct. miss the death of Vin Scully, the greatest baseball broadcaster to ever do it, and to miss Major League Baseball trade deadline in one week? Wow. Well, I'll give him a pass on the trade deadline. I actually okay. saw some stuff on Twitter, people kind of getting on him, giving him a little grief about taking off during, you know, he's the baseball guy. Let's be fair. When have you ever seen a deadline like this? It right? was great. Normally, it was great. Normally it's crickets. We're all sitting there on the edge of <laughs> yeah. our seat. You know, Tori, oh, make sure we're covering it. Covering what, Steve? Nothing happened. There's usually a few, <laughs> yeah. you know, a few small moves. So I'm going to give him a pass on this. But to miss two iconic, I mean, iconic deaths. Maybe we have a new rule now. Once people turn 80, Chris doesn't take off. That's it. He just keeps working. Then how does he ever take off? Because all of his people that he looks up to. Everyone. And his heroes and the people that he covered in the sport that he loves so much and he thinks they're better than today's athlete, they're all over 80. All so over he, 80. You know what? There it is. Mandel Chris Russo can no longer take it. No off. longer take off. The Russell one was a big one, and this is one I had been dreading for years, if I can uh, pull back the curtain, yes. as I like to say. go ahead. This one I had been dreading. Bill used to love to, Bill Zimmerman, our great executive producer, mm. he loves to Beef text jerky me. Bill. Yeah, he must have a death alert. I said that to him once, and he goes, no, it's Twitter. I'm like, okay, Bill, I don't live my fucking life on Twitter no! like the rest of you guys. Language! Sorry, Twitter really bugs me. 
I, can, I don't I can. stare at it all day like some people on our channel. Oh, Bill went literal with you, though. And oh, he, my he, God, he Bill, you know, relax. You'll never but forget anyway. that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on the quote board. Yeah, he loves it. He loves Twitter. Ooh. So he'd love it right away. I mean, these things are fresh, still dangling in the air, and I get a oh, rough day for you. Like, he's rooting for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the Russell one I was really dreading because this is, you know, a Mount Rushmore guy. And when I read that news on Sunday, I, I started getting texts from some of the other producers. Oh, I guess your weekend's ruined. Uh-uh. Oh. Nope. Not only was wow. I off Monday, I go, dog's off. This is this Whoa. doesn't even impact me. So shame on these producers. Who I know are, they, they all want to jump in my in my nightmare. They want to get to be in, in booking hell because yeah, like Mad Dog would have done a three hour show on yeah, Bill Russell, this, it which would mean all what? four Bill guests Russell. for you to call four at guests least, at, least. at least. We would have started with Jerry West. That would have been the first one. Oh, so you already have it planned out, sort of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is already. I already <laughs> planned this out a long time ago. So Dog's been waiting for Bill Russell to die for many years now. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, you know, Jeez. unfortunately, when these guys get to certain ages. Is you start the clock starts well, ticking. The obit. Yeah. yeah. And, it's like uh, when you see it on ESPN, there's a reason why they have that obit ready to go. Of and, course. You know, the whole video of package. Course. And so they've been planning for it. A TV guy? Exactly. I'm a TV guy, well, Scott. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And Bill Russell would have been one where all oh, right away been calling you. Now, did he call you anyway to discuss it? He did call, but he didn't call the day of. Interesting. He was interested. He was interested what the channel would do. So oh, right yeah. away, I said, Chris, I got to break it to you. It's not going to be a lot. <laughs> I said, I mean, there's going to be a mention. I go, I don't know if there'll be a big spot on any of the shows. Maybe one. Oh, that's that's to, a disgrace, Eddie. About Russell. Oh, what a, oh, uh, he was not happy. You know what? I'll call in. I'm going out with George Rice to, tonight, and I'm going out with JT the Brick. We'll see what happens. Like, for me, it was a week of karma. Chris has tortured me for so long with these spots. Right away, he gets a little twinkle in his eye. He loves a good death spot. And when it's an <laughs> yeah. icon, it becomes a death show. Yeah. And he missed two big ones. Two oh. of the biggest. These will be two of the biggest in his rapidly winding down career. Yeah, wow. And he was on <laughs> and he was on vac and he was on vacation for it. So after a great year, Hall of Fame, a revival with Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. Now he's part of the ESPN family. I made ten thousand an episode. Yeah. Bragging what? about his big fat salary. Now uh, karma has has come back to bite the dog. Bites you right in the ass because you know his vacation was ruined. Now I would think the Russell family and Scully family with their weekend and their week was ruined more. But doggy, well, but doggy, his I, vacation was ruined. I agree with that. But again, you hate to say this at that age, it becomes a celebration of life, right? That's exactly right. And I had a tough time on uh, Monday because you know I didn't want to say some things, but then of course you know when, as soon as you go, well, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. No disrespect. <laughs> But disrespect but. intended. Um, <laughs> you know, no offense, but offense. Bill Russell, when you start talking about his life, obviously the person is one of the great people to ever live. And he did so much for civil rights, and he got the Medal of Freedom for it. But then the second somebody goes, well, he's the greatest basketball player of all time, you go, eh, well, wait a minute now. Bill Russell, when he played, there was only 10 teams, not 30. You know, there was only four or five guys that were that tall. And, yeah, he won 11 <laughs> times because there was no competition. Now, I didn't go as far as saying he played with plumbers. I mean, I got a plumber. You might as well have. I had a plumber come over this week. He's not as tall as Bill Russell, so Bill Russell would have dunked on him. But you don't want to do that. But I did end up saying, somehow, some way, this came out of my mouth. Bill Russell, to me, is like the Kembe Mutombo. (laughs) I I went too far. I'm I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry, Bill. I went too far. Let me ask you this about Bill Russell. You take Bill Russell, transport him into today, right? With his size, skills, he's still an all-time great. All-time great. Agree with All that, time, right? Of course. My only point was he wouldn't win 11 championships. 
Today's Bill Russell would not win 11 championships because no team is going to win 11 in that span. Yeah, it's a different error. I, I, hate, error. The, I, hate, I hate the it. error argument. <laughs> I, I never, I'll never, i never have it with Chris because I'll always lose because he'll just, like we talked about, he just keeps moving the goalposts. <laughs> now they're over here, over here. No, it's over here. Now it's over here. No, Chris, I get it. I get it. But the point being, the physical— He played back-to-backs. And I think the main point the current player makes— just the sheer physicalness or the sheer in shapeness of today's yeah. player, it's very different. That's yes. very different. That's all. The I mean, advances, the sneakers, oh, the, the travel, the technology. Just the, even, the, even the little things. The technology, just by default, is going to make some of these players at least as good. Dog will always say the players of the past are better. I, and I think you're with me, the players of the present and the future will always be better. Based on what they have at their disposal. They're better. Well, I, I always have the argument with him about Babe Ruth. That's my favorite one. <laughs> why? Because he's fat. I'm like, well, no, I'm like, Chris, I'm like, Chris, why is no one else done with all the advancements, skill, technology? Why is no one done what Babe Ruth did? Oh, he's the best. <laughs> he was the best to do it. <laughs> How could that so be? you're telling me in the history oh, of creation... God. There was, I know it. There's only one Babe Ruth. I get it. But doesn't that make you think like, well, maybe some things were different? Yeah, then. just you know, just a tad, just a little bit. And I look, anyway. I look at anyway, <laughs> anyway, I look at all walks of life. I mean, we're just we're just taking things in differently. Now let's look at porn. I know you love seventies porn. Right. It's a classic Nothing's for you. Nothing's better. Nothing's better. <laughs> but the but wait a minute. The quality is better today. The angles are better today. They HD. do more today. Now maybe the sto- HD. Maybe the story was better in yesteryear. But see, that's where Eddie does go with dog. Seventies porn star, and those bushes were probably better. But <laughs> no, you're always because, gonna see. I'll say no, today's always better. No, he goes forties. He still one up forties. No, listen. Seven. 40s. No, 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 no. Silent no, no, film no. porn. Yeah, silent, silent film. <laughs> Black and, Black and white. No, he. I can't even win with. I can't even win that argument. You can't even win that. All right, so you can't even win that. And he didn't miss the Major League Baseball trade deadline, which you just said was awesome. I mean, it once, was awesome, but I, I give, him a, awesome. give him a pass. Give him a pass. I get. We, all right. Well, we knew we knew Soto was going to be traded before. It not told us weeks that a ago. couple weeks ago. But yeah. we didn't. We didn't know that necessarily to the Padres. We didn't know we didn't the know haul that. they're going to get back. That's we true. We don't Last know. Last week he had them going to the Yankees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he got that one he wrong. He got got. And Joey Gallo's move, the Mets don't make a move. I think the most interesting thing was actually Luke Voigt. Eric Hosmer screwed Luke Voigt. Poor Luke Voigt was playing on the Padres thinking that here comes not only Juan Soto, generational talent, and of course Josh Bell, and you could be in that lineup with Machado Free and everything agent. else. Free agent. And, much, and, everybody, <laughs> and you're going to be flying, and then all of a sudden Eric Hosmer says no to the deal. I'm not going to the Washington Nationals. He instead is sent over to Boston Red Sox, and now Luke Voigt is the one who has to go over to Washington. So instead of playing that lineup with San Diego and living the life and going to a World Series, perhaps... You now play in front of 15 fans in Washington. That's I heard you rough. Talk, I heard you talk about that on Wednesday show, mm-hmm. and it was one of your more coherent points that I didn't that I missed. Why, thank you. you. You like to come up with creative angles. My question to you is, where did you see that? Where did you read that? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it something? So this is the deal with me. So now whenever I have a cohesive point that makes people go, hmm, that's intelligent, it makes me think. Yeah. Where did that come from? Well, I'm still giving you credit. You did the homework. You're right. That's all I've ever wanted you to do. Be better. Be better. Look things up. And I did. (laughs) And I saw that story and I I ran with it. If I was Luke Voigt, if I see Eric Hosmer, I'm I'm kicking his ass. We're fighting because he screwed me. And yes, the third big one was Vin Scully. Uh, the Dodgers, great, and of course a great broadcaster of so many World Series and even football, calling some great NFL games. Morning Men with Evan Cole, Mike Babchick, and Willie Colon discussed. Vince Scully. Baseball is really where you fall in love 
with the broadcaster. And I think it's, you know, it's it's localized a lot, but you know, that's where you really hear the broadcaster and you when put you say it broadcaster, on. broadcaster, you mean play-by-play? Play-by-play or yeah. a color guy. When you actually put it on for those guys, that's where it transcends. Like the NFL, I'd watch any NFL game with any announcer. It would never bother me. Because I'd be watching the NFL. And I'm like, you know, I'm listening to these guys, and I like these guys. I like Joe Buck. I like Tony Romo. I like a lot, like Mike Tarico. I like these guys. But I I don't watch the game thinking, oh, thank God they're they're calling it. But when you watch baseball (laughs) on a local level, like I I would watch just for Phil Rizzuto as a Yankee fan. And there are Dodger fans that turned it on. Just for Vince Scully. I mean, I'd go to sleep at night listening to Bob Murphy call Mets games on WFN yeah, in New York. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what nap. I would go to sleep listening to. <laughs> I remember vividly. I went I went to camp in Lake Winnipesaukee on, on Lake Winnipesaukee, Center Harper, New Hampshire. And I remember yes, that's one where, night. Uh, what about Bob? Was? There, Lake I think it only lasted. You what about that? Bob? What do you? I mean, it's radio. Another. Give description, right? <laughs> no, I get it. Just, oh man, that's what you got. Go ahead, say what you're gonna say. Yeah, just screw <laughs> fucking dork. That's it. That's it. Okay, <laughs> so we. <laughs> like, what were the all the, times, like? all the times where you've talked about, like, we've talked about outdoor stuff and camping. I've gone camping. Picture. I've gone whitewater yeah, rafting. Yeah, I've amazing. gone, I've gone on, you know, fishing. I've done all the things that are non-me type things to do yep. at camp. So you got it out of your system. Camping to me is like running. It's like makes no. It literally makes no sense. What camping? That yeah, makes camping no makes no sense. How do you uh, running in place? Hikes, you go makes, see nature. You're in, you're in the uh, wilderness. Well, you get peace of mind. Get away from the traffic. There's no Wi-Fi out there. Oh, so you're not bringing music? You get bugs by anywhere. Well, you get bit by bugs anywhere. So why would you, no, I don't. Not in my house. Well, actually, that's not true. What are you talking about? When you're home, Willie, yeah. in your beautiful uh, 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 palatial, <laughs> what is it called? Palatial, Alas- estate. palatial estate. Wow. You it get bit pal- by bugs. There's bugs everywhere, yeah. bro. I you know. get bit, bit you, inside your house? What are you talking about? Yeah, but nah. I'm sleeping outside. You never woke up with a mosquito bite? Of course I have. I woke up with a bite on my cheek once. I passed out in a front yard a long time ago. A squirrel bit me. <laughs> Richard Carroll walked out and it was a squirrel eating me. Uh, and he yelled, hey, that's my friend. So, yeah. of course, yes, I woke up. But tomorrow, you go fishing. You'll be able to take the worm and put it on the bait and hook it. With gloves, I do okay. it. With gloves? What are you talking about gloves? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I've been screaming the whole time. <laughs> I've done more outdoor stuff than you have, Mike. No, yeah, definitely. But I'm, mine's a choice. No, you, Mike, you I live outdoors. outdoors. Are you, are you do not touch worms? Like, you're scared of that stuff? Or? It's not like a daily occurrence to be touching worms. <laughs> Is it for you? Your est- every time you talk, sometimes the estrogen level in this room rises <laughs> higher than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, wow. There it is, the morning men, and with the estrogen. That was us talking about Vince Scully. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Camping is not for me. Eddie, you're not a camper, right? No. Why done would it. I camp? I, I know I you've done I, it, though. I camped in the military. I did enough camping. Why yeah. would I actively choose to get ringworm? Seriously, <laughs> why do I want that? No, no sign me up. I hey, mean, boy, we on. got ringworm. Let's, let's, let's get it going. Is- <laughs> there is one place where there are not bugs, by the way, outdoors. They have done something. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what they use. Their technology, second to none. Mm. Disney World. Middle of August, Florida. Oppressive heat. The Humidity. worst. You know, you're on lines. Yeah. You can barely breathe. Not a bug in sight. Explain yourself. Well, because they're in a dome. You're in the biodome with Paulie Shore. Uh, Was that the name of that movie? What? Did I get that right? <laughs> You did get that one. Oh, right. ah! <laughs> I'm a movie Paulie, guy, baby. Paulie Shore and, and one of the Baldwin brothers. Yeah, Stephen. Steve, it was Stephen right. Baldwin. So that's what I think Disney's got. They got a lot of things going on. They spent all that money. It's like the oh, Masters amazing. keeps out all the squirrels. Well, how? Dome. I don't know. Dome. <laughs> Do it. There was another story this week that I saw that men who climb Mount Everest get boners in the process due to the change in altitude and blood flow. So. Mm. 
You know, you die with an erection. Mm-hmm. That's I was what... just gonna say because then, <laughs> then, 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 then you find them left there on the mountain as markers. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> think about that. First of all, there that's... are bodies on Mount Everest that serve as markers. Yes. First of all, that's no meaning to mounting Everest. All right, so you have that. But Die Hard. That was the movie. It was about guys who went up Mount Everest and died hard. There are over 250 <laughs> dead Christmas bodies. Movie? On Mount Everest, as Eddie just said, think about that. Every single one of them was like more fit and was in better shape and was like more motivated, a highly motivated person highly. than everybody else. And what happened? They died. So stay lazy, my one friends. Of the great, one of the great King of Queens episodes when he was on his wife's retreat and there was yeah. no TV. She gave him a book to read yeah. and it was about Everest. He Reading told it. her boss that... <laughs> They asked him what he does, and he goes, well, I like to hike. Oh, you're a hiker? What's the highest altitude you have ever been? And he gave the Everest altitude. <laughs> He's like, why would you say that one? Would you look at him and think he scaled Everest? <laughs> well, that's amazing. All right. So good. Well, it was the only, was the only longitude and, and latitude that he knew. What, what a, a show. show. Better than Seinfeld. That's right. I said it. I do believe that. It was my favorite show of all time, King of Queens. Why? Oh, because so good. it was like, he's the fat guy driver who gets the hottest chick. Now, I know she's a little annoying. She's a little much. But that kind of made it fun. But he got her. And Jerry Seinfeld got girls, too. Constanza got girls, too. But he married a, a beautiful chick. Married. Married. Makes it the best show her, of all time. Her season's two, three, and four beyond prime. I know. It I was know. And he was, the he was later the other years. Way. Yeah. But then he got in good shape. There was one season and where he got in he good got shape. He got in shape. I didn't like Se- that season. Season six. <laughs> I didn't like that. At the, the end of the show, he got fat again. Uh, we got a lot more to get to right here on Patrick's Morning Afters. We're going to talk about props, speeches, and woo. See what I did there? That's all coming up next right here on Mike Babchik's Morning After. Time to hear the best audio of the week, according to Babchik. If Babs isn't in it, I'll be shocked because, you know, Babs picked it. This is Babchik's Morning After. Ah, yes. So welcome back to Mike Babchik's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 82, as we recap the week that was with my friends, Eddie Erickson, a producer of uh, Mad Dog Unleashed, and this week Mad Dog goes off, which, uh, Made Eddie quite happy. Um, forever. And then there's Scott Messina. I give him, I'm going to defend him, though. A lot of hate on social media for this guy. And I'm the first one. I lead the charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don't check my Twitter one. account. I'm the first one to bash this guy. Don't check your but burner. I, you got to give him a break, man. These are the only months we take off. He's got to take his kid on a college tour out west. Right. You got to give All the guy right. a break. Uh, I mean, Jesus trade Christ. deadline. I he mean, should come be on. He should know Bill Russell and Vince and Scully the, are about to go. When you sit back and you see Juan Soto's moved and Dog's not on, <laughs> that makes me laugh. I love how Dog, though, on vacation, calling into the Mad Dog show, it's like, he needs it. He needs it. Well, he it. does need it. He's been FaceTiming me. Oh. He gave me a virtual tour of his resort. How long did it take? An hour to walk around that place? About 10 minutes. He gave me a virtual tour. He actually handed it to the concierge so they could give me a better view of the ocean and where, what he's looking at. Oh, my I gosh. I said, Jesus, Christ. I go, go go sit poolside and have a drink. What are we doing? Yeah, really, man? Don't worry go, about You're wasting it. your time with me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> come over here, concierge. He did that. Concierge. Uh, you know, come on over here. Uh, come, come see Lily. <laughs> just, show him. I'm show him. Show Eddie. Uh, show it Eddie. <laughs> Meanwhile, he probably stuffed a $100 bill in his pocket for that. <laughs> so this guy's like, no What problem. kind of fan are you? Uh, Connie, hit the audio now. Uh, we're going to give you uh, concierge uh, number three here with the audio, so uh, what do you guess? No, he probably used to, like, he's going down there to talk to all the hotel staff. He's like, hey, Vince oh Scully, I mean, one of the greats. I mean, am I right? Bill Russell. No, I guarantee you he's holding court somewhere in a lobby. 
Oh, definitely. He's in did Southern a, California. Yeah, he's there's done a monologue. No, yeah, there's no, there's no chance that didn't happen. Each of the days, he's done a monologue. He did his Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday monologue right there for the breakfast staff. You know, as they're bringing out the, the eggs. OC. <laughs> uh, did he follow him there? As they're making him waffles. And I got Mike in the OC texting me this week, worried about Otani in the rotation in case Chris was going, Mike! <laughs> Lose my number. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that. Unsubscribe. Of course, Scott Messina, the producer of Morning Man and Baptist Morning After. Literally, for now, I mean, I think we got another week, and that's about it for Scotty. Uh, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Baptist Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. And I do mean anywhere. And when I say anywhere, I even mean during a 73-year-old's last wrestling match. As a Ric Flair had his last match oh, this week. That, uh, did you see the highlights of that one? Out of morbid curiosity, <laughs> morbid. Headline, Morbid's the yeah, right word. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> headline the got this is on morbid. Could be the because whoever thing. wrote the story was like praising it. So I'm like, all right. So I click the link oh, and immediately I'm turned off. I got a 73 year old guy in a house coat. All right, that's a problem. <laughs> Did not <laughs> take coat. his shirt off. Yeah, that's then a I, problem. Then I start looking at the knees and the arms and I'm like, whoa, oh, man. They look like an old lady. Yep. And then I watched, this was the saddest, the famous Ric Flair chop. Oh, sure. He could barely get his right arm up. It was almost like he had to take the left arm and throw (laughs) the right arm. It it wasn't a celebration to me. That was one of the sadder things I've ever seen. It was depressing. And I thought the worst was the ending because he put the guy in, in, it was Jeff Jarrett who was wrestling. uh, Who was in good shape. You're right. Double J, E, double F. J A double R E double T, the great Jeff Jarrett, uh, and he had his guitar and everything. He was in great oh, shape man. at fifty five. Ric Flair put him in a figure four leg lock and like literally dropped to the ground, and so both guys' shoulders were on the mat. He could and he, so really it's a double count out if you if you want to be a wrestling dork. But Ric Flair, you don't want to see the people you watched all these no. years, the legends. No. Look like that and get old. Stop playing. You know, and no. that's exactly why I don't want to see Tom Brady anymore. It's the equivalent. No, you know, it's true. the equivalent of bringing out a once great pitcher and he tosses oh, it yeah. underhand. And I right. hear him do these commercials now too for uh, erectile dysfunction. Let's see. That seems like that's, that's a good fit. That is a good fit. That's a good fit. It's one of those ones where it sounds like his tongue is fighting with his dentures. <laughs> There's, yeah, there's a wrestling there's like a match. Clicking sound there. Yeah, there's a wrestling match in, in his mouth. The tongue versus so, the dentures. Say, I don't, I don't want to see. That's I don't like, want to see greats like that who were and so full of life. I mean, come on. Was there anyone better who could cut a promo? Styling a profiling. <laughs> Top ten. Limousine driving. <laughs> You know, I mean, I I loved Ric Flair to the point that I came out amazing. with a Ric Flair promo. I mean, I loved Just the guy. I, did it, I think I did it better yeah. than him. I'm so champion sweatshirt hoodie wearing, woo! Stained sweatpants wearing, woo! Kid making, woo! Perking and jerking, woo! Oh three Ford Mustang riding, woo! Head Central Station flying, woo! Same sneaker since '96, woo! Toilet clogging, woo! Biggest D bag ever, woo! And I'm having a hard time holding on to my job, woo! Now give me two. Now, I said Tom Brady. Hopefully, he gets old. And the big news this week was, yes, the NFL, they find the Dolphins. They stripped them of their 2023 first-round pick, find them $1.5 million, and then Stephen Ross can't travel to any of the big-time meetings. Does he really care about that? You're doing him a favor. (laughs) Could you imagine? What? Could you imagine they penalized? Can you imagine, like, Steve got penalized for tampering with another channel, trying to get one of their producers, and they banned him from all Zoom meetings for a year? Oh, geez. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, it doesn't even sound like Tori anymore. 
was like, this is great. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. Oh, I'm they're, very upset about right. this. That's the, that's the penalty. Steve, Steve, you can't we, travel. You can't have any meetings with any of your staff. No more Zoom or anything like that. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like James Dean, though. The guy ran from a... <laughs> and then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! Yeah! I mean, Howard Dean. Um, James Dean is a porn star, so my apologies. I, you or, the actor. My, or the actor. No, I was thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking about the porn star, and you know him. <laughs> that guy throws ropes. I was thinking, and when he finishes, rah! I mean, all of a sudden, Tory comes to life. He's That'll great. be the most passion he's ever had. Steve Tory. Oh, so I can't talk to Lance Metal today. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Lance Metal coming up. Uh, you know, if you were listening live after Babchick's morning after. Oh. Um. So yeah. So it's the same thing with Ross. Brady, first of all, should be suspended as well because it Absolutely. does take. It takes two to tamper. Absolutely. You had Ooh. A, you nice. had you like to, that? Yeah. Listen, nice. It takes two to tamper. You didn't have to answer the phone. You didn't have to engage in these in these dirty conversations. Mm-hmm. But you did. You did. So you, you know did. what? And so you right. and Sean Payton, they should be in trouble too. I do want to throw out my conspiracy theory though, which isn't a conspiracy theory. I think this is legit. I think Bill Belichick did this all on purpose. Belichick sends the mistake text. Is it a mistake? To the wrong Brian. Hmm. He sends it to Brian Flores instead of Brian Dable and says congrats on the Giants job. So now Flores knows he's not going to get the job. But why would Bill Belichick send that text, huh? Was it out of spite? Like a coffee shop? (laughs) Because he knew that Tom Brady and Stephen Ross made plans for Brady to go to Miami along with Sean Payton. And he didn't want to see him twice a week. So he kickstarts this whole thing. Flores then files a lawsuit. Then the retirement decision is leaked by Bill Belichick. And then all that crap happens now. Brady can't go to the Dolphins, and Brady is stuck in Tampa. Unretires. Hmm. Can we make that an episode? J.B. Smooth would love that. (laughs) I'll say it was Colonel Mustard in the library with the knife. Uh, My head is spinning right now. (laughs) My favorite game, Clue. All right, since you're, you know, since it's spinning. Good job. Good job. We got to go to Steve Torrey on things. You know what I love? This week uh, you were working with Chris Plank, the great Chris Plank. Oh, Plank and Dvorak. That is a combo. Oh, I wow. like I like Dusty and Danny a lot. Woo, I do. Plank. But Danny, Danny's a little highfalutin. Dusty and Plank, those are guys you're going to sit at Applebee's with and pound shots and beers. Oh, men. I love that. Those are men. Men. And I love Danny's the- worried about his handicap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his hair. <laughs> I mean, enough already. Plank's and his a sneaker man. collection. Come on, Danny. Dusty Plank. We got Plank, who's a man who loves this show, Baptist oh. Morning After 2, by the way. This he guy's, really, this guy's really old, does. Oh, now this guy's an all-timer. He's an all-timer. So we walked to Plank for Chris Plank, and he had a great, great tease. He fired up the world and got him ready for Steve Torrey and Mad Dog Daily, which isn't easy to do, but I think Plank did it. Don't forget the judge, Steve Torrey, coming up next with a complete recap of, I guess we're what? Uh, about five minutes away from the trade deadline coming to a conclusion. Does uh, does the judge bring a gavel in? I think he question. should have a gavel. Maybe like a, uh, <laughs> you know, what, do you, what do you call? Well, a gavel, like a judge has. Yeah, no, 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 I know exactly what you're, yeah, yeah. you get him a little robe in there. You can be able the to, robe, that's what yeah. I was saying. I, 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 I'm just picturing our boss, Steve Torrey, the judge, and, and full gown, robe, and then with a gavel. When he gets mad, I just imagine him, bam, yeah. just smacking the table. I was thinking of some bits he could use, right? He if, if he gets mad at a caller, he goes silence in the court. You ever thought of that one? No, no. I mean, I haven't, but now that you mention, okay. I kind of like it. This was this was. I was laughing so hard right away. The visualization. 
immediately I went to Steve as a judge, but not in America, in England. <laughs> where they make you wear the, where they wear like the old yeah, powdered wig, the wigs, yeah. So that yeah. one right away I thought of, and then order in the court, just banging <laughs> on. The- <laughs> I love that. You know the idea of you know him wearing the hat would be amazing, which he'd like actually because you know he usually wears that Montreal Expos hat. We got to get him an old school a powdered wig. Um. All right. Um. I could see why the jury would uh, come to this conclusion of uh, guilty. Then again. I could see why it'd be not guilty. Wait, wait, wait did, 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 the jury's not here. Six, guilty, oh, this is, not guilty. Wait, this is a bench trial. Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> um, all right. Um, let me look at the comic. Uh, look, you're a, you're you're a very good guy. You did kill three people. Um, that's a negative without a doubt. Um, however, um, what do we think? Let me ask right. the uh, the bailiff. Uh, bail hey, bull. Bull the bailiff. Bull. Um, triple oh, A Mad Dog course. Six. Eight eight two six two three three two four six. Do you think guilty or not? I didn't have to clear my docket today, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, order in the court unless you, you know, we, we don't have order, which is fine. Uh, I don't know if we need order. Could you, could you imagine Tori every time he hung up on a caller? He just said, dismissed. Just like, <laughs> I like this idea. We should dismiss. Can we have Tori do an entire show? <laughs> Guilty. Just with judge speak. We'll talk about habeas corpus if you guys would like. Uh, I don't know what that means, but it sounded okay, but you are dismissed. Sam, what do you yeah. think? <laughs> uh, this story here is. I have the statute of limitations on it. Um, I think uh, time served uh, so far uh, wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, no, we have we have a hung jury. Well, that's terrible. <laughs> Somebody hung the guy. Oh, boy, that's awful. Uh, we'll need a retrial. <laughs> Wait, that's unreal. <laughs> I'd like an acquittal right now. Can I go? Are we done? Do we have the burden of what is the burden of proof? How much I'd proof like, do you need? Would somebody dismiss me? <laughs> I'd like to be thrown out of this jail. Perjury. Throw me out of here. I don't. I just don't care about this. You know, I, I you know I understand it's the biggest murder <laughs> trial in the world, but I mean I want to watch the Yankees. I just don't care. I get it. Everybody's passionate about it. Okay, did he do it or not? I mean, I I just don't care. <laughs> I just got to get out of here. I just want to smoke some weed and watch the Yankees. <laughs> Dismissed. <laughs> oh, there's Steve Torrey. So Wait, that, that's, that's it. it. That's I happening. That's Dusty, happening. They figured it out. Props. They're on to something. He needs props. We got to get. How did we never think of this? I don't know, man. (laughs) And you know, one soda was great, but on the day like one soda's traded with the trade deadline, Steve Torrey got a call and he wasn't happy with where it went. Listen to this on Mad Dog Daily. Yeah, the Cubs still won the World Series. So what? I don't even. What? What do we got? All right. So what? I'm assuming you didn't call about Chapman. What what, what else is on your mind? Oh, irritated already. Uh, well, you know, (laughs) it's funny about you. You always kind of flip flop. Uh, well, you like uh, Mad Dog, you don't like him, uh, he's your what? buddy, he's not your buddy. But we all know that you're tied to the hip with him. Vince, what what is the what is the purpose of this phone call? Oh, is I mean, that are you, Vince are you, in New Mexico? Because like I, I, we have what they call a call screening process, oh, wow. and it says you wanted to talk about Trout and Soto, which Here I'm perfectly go. happy doing. But you okay. decided to talk about Chapman because of a previous caller, and you wanted to make oh, fun of him and, and call him an idiot for not knowing. I mean, what what are you what are you getting at? I, please explain. Oh, Do you want to talk about Soto or Trout? Yes or no? Dismissed. <laughs> okay, so let's go. He's badgering go, the caller. You're out of order. Objection sustained. Steve should, Steve should have just slammed the gavel down there and said, dismiss. That's call, how you call. The call's overruled. Dismiss. You're at Hold him in contempt, Steve. <laughs> uh, guilty. An angry Tory is always good. Oh, oh it's I, the best. My name isn't Dude. It's Steve. Oh. Okay? My name isn't Dude. It's Steve. The best. Oh, my name gosh. isn't Dude. It's Steve. <laughs> oh, don't forget that. Don't cross this guy. What are we doing here? 
Uh, Steve Torrey was proud of me that I played softball this year. He was into that because, you know, he played softball for so many years. And my softball season wrapped up. Um, this is how we wrapped it up. I played softball for the Smokehouse Tailgaters, a place that Eddie Erickson has frequented many a time. And this is how we wrapped it up. Oh, I give a big a speech before great the glasses. game. Oh, great glasses. Oh, great, great, great glasses. And somehow they ended up all at my house and yours, <laughs> except for the one that I broke and the glass is still on my foot. Well, I had to get a new one. You had to get a new one. This is uh, courtesy of Morning Man with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, Willie Colomb. And I did give a speech. You can check out the video at Babchick on the Twitter. But I think we have a little bit of the speech, condensed version, just before the game to try to motivate them. We were 0-11 going in the game with 11 mercies. Okay, so we never even made it to a full seven-inning game. The furthest we ever got, we won one game, six innings. Every other game has ended before the fifth. Mercy rules, 10 runs, and then you're done. So I try to motivate the team. Hit it, Scott. Forget about the crowd tonight, okay? This is Smokehouse Softball. I don't care what the scoreboard says. No, I'm not reading from a piece of paper that's over there. I'm not, okay? This is softball. Great moments, great opportunities, okay? We got three minutes, boys. Is that a Spider-Man one? game of our lives. Yo, whose speech is this? This is inch by inch. I got six inches when excited. I got four right now, though, that's ready to play some softball. Pretty I'm good. a middle-aged yeah, man yeah. who gets no sex. This is all I have. This is it, all right? Softball is a game of inches. Softball! We're living and we're freaking dying, all right? I'm not reading. I'm not reading. Puberty Tonight, in we are the greatest softball game in the world. I'm sick and tired of hearing about filling pizza and pasta. They didn't mean nothing to me. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do tonight? Are we going to win? Are we going to lose? You did this from a heliport. Wow. There's an air raid. (laughs) (laughs) News coverage of this softball game with the helicopter flying overhead. News news 12 Westchester. (laughs) What happened there was when I jumped, I jumped into another guy's arms and I fell to the ground. And I cut up my elbow and I was bleeding. And then after the game, I I had another speech to sort of wrap up the season. And we had a slow clap and nobody joined in. But during the game, there was a lot of trash talk back and forth. The other team was chanting every time I got up there, needle dick. <laughs> they, were, had a, they had a whole effort. I try to motivate the team in other ways, too. We got this fat guy, Chris. I'm like, you get a hit, I'll buy you a meatball parm. He gets his first hit of the year. It was amazing. Then another guy like writes comic books. I was like, Frank Moran, I'll buy your comic books. You get hit. You got a hit. So Why didn't you do this all season? Buy two or three comic books. Mm-hmm. And then That's my nice. buddy Jeff came up there. I was like, you get a hit, I'll buy you a hooker. <laughs> well, Jeff. But he can hit. He <laughs> lost cause. Well, it would have been expensive uh, there, Scotty. But yes, I did jump in the arms of our buddy Hal, the foul. That was his son, who I jumped in his arms and I fell to the ground. Guys, that was pieces of speeches from Hoosiers any given Sunday. What Al Pacino was the inches by inches, and then he just starts talking about his life. I'm divorced. <laughs> I got nothing. And then you know, miracle. I think was the great moments, great opportunities, something to that effect. With uh, you know, Herb Brooks doing the big thing, and then in, in my speech. After I did my coaches on the field, and I laid out my number 69. You can check out that video at Babcheck, pinned to the top of the good old Twitter page. But that is Smokehouse Softball, 0 for 12, with 12 mercies. We scored 42 runs. Yeah. We gave up 238. And that, is that, oh, slow clap? Yeah, let's go! Let's go! Smokehouse, baby! Doesn't that feel good? Uh, we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After is we're going to talk about stunt doubles, flies, ice cream. That's all coming up next right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After. Welcome back to the best hour of radio you will hear this week. If 
This yeah. is the only hour of radio you will hear this week. Mm-hmm, that's true. Mike Babchick's Morning After. Ah, uh, yes. Take it away, Babs. And welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM Channel 82 is to recap the week that was with my friends. Yes. Yes, Eddie Erickson, a producer of uh, Mad Dog Unleashed, even when he's off. Even when he misses Bill Russell's death. Rest in peace. Vince Scully's death, rest in peace, and the trade deadline with Juan Soto, generational talent, going to the San Diego Padres. The whale's vagina. That is the trifecta for dog. That really is. I mean, mean, a big player that moves in a trade deadline that's hot. Two iconic deaths and a massive, as Steve Phillips called it, the biggest haul in the history of baseball (laughs) for a player, for a generational Generation. That's he's a not, quote. Yeah, you start hearing history. And he missed all and three dog, of them. Dog missed history. He got a big problem. He missed it all. And like, oh my he's going to want to do a lot of this stuff when you get now, back. Eddie. Nope, nope, nope. That's when I'm going to pull out. Listen, nobody cares what uh, Jason Dixon thinks. It's about what makes me happy. <laughs> hey, what's up, Jason Dixon? I'm Christopher Russo. So <laughs> I will pull this card anyway. I debated this already because he's going to want to do some of this on Monday. I'm going to go, Chris. It's a week old. Nobody yeah. cares. But he's going to come right back at me with, you've always said, I got to do what makes me happy. See, I use that when we want to book some spot nobody's heard of. So he will use this against <laughs> yeah, yeah. me now. Chris, Chris goes, you think we should do this Lawrence of Olivier spot? Yeah, of course, Chris, you're into yeah, it. If you're sure. into it, it's good radio. Sure, it's easy to book. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Now this will bite me in the uh. ass on Monday. <laughs> Never going to be right. You know that with uh, the narcissistic, uh, egomanic dog. He's always going to be correct. So you know what? I- now he's going to use your words against you. This line was yelled at me by a, a certain higher up at Sirius XM, no names being named, mm-hmm. one Saturday morning. Nobody gives a shit about what Lance Meadow thinks a week later about X, <laughs> Y, and Z. I, that was said to me. <laughs> Lance Meadow, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. To hear what he gives a shit about that no one else gives a shit about. 8 a.m. <laughs> Saturday mornings. And you know what? You're going to have to do one Bill Russell spot, one Vince oh, Scully yeah, spot. Absolutely. And then, of course, a one Soto spot. Maybe you don't have to do the Miami Dolphins with Tom Brady and the tampering. Tom Brady cheats. He hates that. Good, because Tom Brady cheats again. This time he got the Dolphins in trouble when he did it, you know, because here he is talking about leaving when he was still under contract. Just just wrong. Suspend Tom Brady four games, please. Let's get it done. Scott Messina, I, I feel like he's been working like he's been on suspension for the last month. Wow. Here he is, producer of, of Morning Man and Baptist Morning After. Say it, Scotty, for now. So you just say, oh. Scott. For now. He didn't even know the line. And don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Baptist Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. And I do mean anywhere, Eddie, even if you were an actor forced to use a penis double. Willem Dafoe. W- I miss this. This is with an E, not an A. I already don't like him for that. But Willem Dafoe was forced to use a penis double in The Antichrist, which is a show on HBO or a movie, because his own was enormous. So oh! Don't you think he leaked that? I, oh, I would you- definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought we were going the other way. I missed this. Was this in the post? Because I missed this. <laughs> no, if it was in the post, right. you would have seen it. Oh, I um, would have seen it. You know this guy probably leaked it on his own. Oh. You know, he had a scene where he had to show his penis, and they said it was too big to fit on the screen. Wow. Because everybody... Wow. And so, of course, he called his agent. He said, get this story out there, please. And make sure you spell my name right. But <laughs> he had a big one. And then the other big uh, story this week was a woman in Mexico, 99 years old. She died, and she topped a huge penis and testicles weighing nearly 600 pounds, a uh, statue that was unveiled on top of her tombstone. So it actually became a giant monument. When I die, I want a giant vagina instead of a tombstone when I die. And I want it molded from the original Fat Amy that I did in college. I know that Fat Amy went on to Pitch Perfect and everybody had a joke about that. But I knew an Amy that was fat that we called Fat Amy long, long before. So maybe mold it. 
I'm not a fan of props at funerals. I got to tell you, because that I remember at my grandmother's funeral, this was really weird. Like they were putting things in the coffin with her. Skate they put up. a Marine Corps tie clip in there where there was a keepsake. Whatever. Okay, okay. That's, oh, that's I get that. fine. But then it, it, it turned into weird shit. And all of a sudden, next someone put in a portable phone, a cordless phone. I was like, <laughs> all right. I'm like, enough of this, man. This oh is God. morbid enough. Can we stop? <laughs> Please. Why? You're not taking any calls. What are so we doing? So anyway, I, I, I want to say, <laughs> All right, man, no props. No props. No props. I have a no all props right. rule. We just talked about how Steve Torrey from Mad Dog Daily needs props on his show. We have to actually bury him in that judge robe. I mean, that's when he became, Jeez. he came to life. The judge <laughs> robe and the Montreal Expo's we'll put hat. the gavel in his hand. The gavel in one hand, the vi- rosary beads in the other. Yeah. All right. No, done. no, no. I was thinking weed. We put a gummy in. We put it. He's holding three edibles. Then I'll dig him up and I'll try. I'll take him. But there's Tory, who was all over the trade deadline this week. He was excited about Juan Soto. I think the Padres are now World Series contenders. And while he was doing his show, it's great because he's a professional broadcaster who never gets distracted. I'll just share something real quick. Real quick. These are some of the challenges you have sometimes when you work remotely in your home. Mm-hmm. The biggest massive fly. I've never seen this before. It looked like an ant that was flying. That's the best way I could describe it. Like, think of like a big fat ant ant. that flies. It actually landed right on my computer screen. And I flawlessly, as I continue to talk, grabbed the tissue and and destroyed it. I had to. I had no choice. Anyway, uh, so there's that. Uh, Anyway, uh, we move along here, and we'll get to your phone calls. (laughs) Maybe Maybe it was Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was that big. He was the fly. Uh, you know, uh, the only way I could describe uh, the flying ant is uh, it's a ant that flies, <laughs> which is why it would be a flying ant. I love that Tory too wasn't man enough to just knock the fly off with his hand. He had to use a tissue. Oh, Steve I'm, I'm Tory. okay with that. He wanted to kill it, not swat it. Now I would kill a fly if I happen to see it. You know, you clap and yeah, you nail clap. it like that. Yeah, yeah I'm not taking a tissue. Yeah, but I'm not gonna just like put my thumb and just smash it. Oh, I don't see, I'm do a that. I'm a smasher, and then that. I would take a tissue to wipe it off. That's fine. I don't want to feel the crunching under my finger. I'm not. I, that bothers me. I kind of like. I that. told you. Nah, see, I don't like that. I told you. I ran over a squirrel. I ran over yeah, a squirrel. Oh, that, that stays with you. It's like stepping on a grape. Yeah, mine was like a big Ooh. pop. It was, oh, like, it, was, exactly it was like an explosion. Yes. Like you popped a balloon. I had a cat once while oh, we were Jesus. driving. Yeah. with uh, I think it was with Jeff, and I hit a cat. The cat, you know, felt, you know, like, uh, you know, spun around and dropped to the ground. We pulled over because I felt bad. I wanted to of see course. exactly what I hit, too. You always want to, like, look at that. And oh, it's you like, look back. And I'm like, oh, Make my sure it God. Wasn't a person. It's a cat. And Jeff and I walked over to the cat. And I was like, oh, my God, this is bad. Jeff, should we call someone? He's like, ah, I don't know. No, Whatever. It. I was like, well, let's move it across the road or something. Let's uh. try to, like, like you know, move it over. And I gave it a little, like, nudge with my foot. The cat jumped up. Boom. It's alive. And legit, cats have nine lives. But Tori's there killing a fly. It's the summer. It's Patrick's morning after. So much great sports conversation oh, this week that we got to talk about ice cream. And on Morning Men, we did just that uh, with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Cologne. My daughter wanted to hang out with, with just me, and that makes me feel a little weird. So I was like, I'm not used to that. So I, I took Joey as well. I was like, hey, I'll take you kids to ice cream. Let's go. And so me, Joey, and Samantha went to Shell. We went to the gas station, and I pulled up, and then they already know the system. And I go in there, and I get my scratch-offs, and we eat an ice cream. And we sat on the little stoop and watched people fill up gas. They don't have a table yet and chairs like some of these ice cream places have. Because but, it's you know, not a goddamn ice cream it's shop. It's an ice cream Whoa. place to me. It's You're shelf. an idiot. They have the best variety of ice cream. So 
I go there. And yes, Loser. I treat it like I'm going to get ice cream with the kitties. Yeah, I agree. And hey, guys, we're going to but get that ice cream. Carvel, go to I've shell. been to that Carvel a million times in your town. That has the benches outside. You could sit out there. It's kind of like Beautiful that nice Adirondack summer night. Chairs. My, yeah, you they can, have a great you setup. Have a- Carvel doesn't have King Kong. They don't have SpongeBob so where the, the nose is the gone. They don't have these things. soft ice cream where you can put in the chips. It's unbelievable. The See, there's a difference I, between we're going to go get ice cream and we're going to the ice cream place. Totally different. You get ice cream. You don't go to an ice cream place. Mm-hmm. I like this ice cream more. Semantics. I get the Magnum, which was, I mean, it's amazing how no, the condom company also <laughs> made, you know, ice cream. Where it's like, you know, the crispy you get the shell. the Buffalo Bill with the bubblegum nose thing or whatever that's called. They have it all. It's like an ice cream <laughs> truck in town that, that's stationary, which is better. Because then you don't have so to find the store. And so, yes, I go to Shell. And I know Carvel's Wait, I'm right sorry. down the block. Does the ice cream truck move as you're ordering? That it's, it's, that, that's you never not know stationary. where it is. You can, never, you can never find it. I prefer having the ice cream that you get off like a truck with a stick. And where do you go for that? Shell. Best ice cream in the world. <laughs> Best ice cream in the world. Shell. But it's not a gas station taking in the like the smell yeah. of gas instead of like as Scott said on the Adirondack chair. You don't have like a cold time. stone creamery or something like that. How they have, he has I, it all. Will I got best we have a cold stone the next cold town stone. over. I like to you sit near the propane the tank at Shell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to sit there with my family and we watch people go in and out. The propane so trashy. Oh my god. Oh boy, boy. Question. No, it's not. Wait a minute. It's not. It's not that trashy because I used to walk up. To Seven Eleven for the yeah. same. It's the same display. They got no, the big freezer you... in the middle with the Twix ice cream. Right, all the, the Snickers one is there too. The yep. Snicker ice cream bar, by the way, might be one of the the best ice creams ever. And I don't understand what is the allure to the Adirondack chair, by the way. Yes, Scott. It's really hate... comfortable. No, no, it's not. It's yes, hard, it it's hard not. to get up. Very hard to get you ever out get of. You get drunk in one of those? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. I want it for my backyard when no. I move. No, no. of course, Eddie no. and I go right to... Have you ever been drunk in one of those? <laughs> <laughs> because they're impossible to get <laughs> out of impossible. when you're drinking. You they're keep not lifting. comfortable, man. Yes, they are. No, Armrests no, are too... No, no, They're too slanted where you're like you actually in the ground, and if you have a couple of drinks, you can't get out of that. You cannot just put your drink You are pathetically unathletic. It will slide right down. That's it. That's not true. It's flat, though. You no. Angle. You put a drink the on it. The back sinks into the ground. Yeah, but if you have it up front enough, it'll stay. No. Yes. No. Scott. Yes. Condensation, Scott. No. You leave your glass at the oh top. Oh, my God. If you, leave, if you leave the, if you have a pint glass, you leave it at the top of the Adirondack chair, that thing is sliding no. down. No. And good you luck know, getting up. Hate him. Yep. Hate him. It has nothing to do with my size either. I don't like him. <laughs> That's you'll make those assumptions. I said not in your I, size, just that you're unathletic if you can't get out of it. Bullshit. No, I'm more athletic hard. than you ever were. No. I never. We're folding chair guys. That's it. Nice, easy, Old easy school. Folding chairs. Yes, let's get back to the ice cream that's not ice cream. Obviously, oh, come on. It's, it's yeah. fake ice cream, but so what? It's still good. It's still delicious. And, and Carvel, you can get it, get it at a gas by, station. By the way, Carvel... So so expensive now. Yeah, I mean, like I understand it's that it's outrageous. Not, it's I, outrageous, and I understand that these candy bar ice creams aren't real ice cream. Yes, but they you are. Know what? If I, yes, I, they are. Are know, they frozen? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're frozen, and they have. It looks like vanilla to me. Come so on. it's good enough. But I will go to Carvel on Wednesdays to get the buy one get one free Sunday. That's the only time. Other than that, I'm eating ice cream at and, Shell. But also to the original point of this whole like ice cream store gas station. To your point. If, if you're going to go pick up beer and you go to the gas station, are you saying you're going to the liquor store? I'm going to the beer store. I'm going to the gas station. Yeah. Yep. Wrong. It does everything. Yep. Wrong. You're an idiot. No, no. <laughs> not yeah. wrong. And when I go to buy my scratch-offs, 
I'm going to the Lotto store. Gas station. <laughs> <Is there's... laughs> when I'm going to, when I pick up a pack of uh, Magnums, I'm going to the condom store. I'm going to the condom store. <laughs> By the way, I was looking for I was looking for Coffee something shop. in my in my kid's knapsack. Gas station. This was hilarious. Mm. The younger one. Ooh. Just turned fifteen. Just turned fifteen. I found three boxes of condoms <laughs> in his bag. Oh boy. And one Magnum, and I started laughing hysterically. Well, he is. He's ambitious. He's ambitious. Good a little for too him, ambitious. man. Look at I came, that. I came downstairs right away, and I said to hey. him, I go, I go, what the hell are you doing with all these condoms, man? He just started laughing because I know he's not doing anything with them. Right, not a damn thing. I go, thing. what is this, for a rainy day? <laughs> it'd, be a ra- it'd be a rainy month. Come on, To man. get it in that many times. I always had condoms, too, and I would just try them on myself. Well, I'm thinking but, maybe you know, he's doing a little practicing. Yeah. Which is go. good, though, because when the moment you know when the moment comes, you want to be prepared. I'll tell you, I'd be proud of him. First of all, it's safe. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't, listen, I wasn't <laughs> disappointed in him. So, <laughs> it's safe. my wife right away freaked oh, out. Oh, come on. You better go talk to him before we end up grandparents. Why? No, that, that's how you don't become grandparents. It's safe. That's what I said. It's effective, and he's preparing himself. You know what? That's what I said. This kid's on the straight and narrow, all right? He knows him. what's up. Applaud I, him. I applaud him. Have sex. Steve Torrey, were you pleased with our performance today? I'm not even sure I know. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. So that's, uh, we, we made it. Uh, the, uh, woohoo. This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Dismissed. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. I thank you for your service. Uh. <laughs> no, don't say that. Case closed. Another episode of Patrick's <laughs> Morning After in the Books. Ready, Erickson is coming. Seen it. Thanks to the Toilet Bowl Club, the TBC, the Listen on the Bowl. Nice foul's their leader, and he tells you that. I, Doc Foul, actually asked, how do I get into the Toilet Bowl Club? You listen to Morning After, and you flush, and that's that. Now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Patrick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts, and I do mean anywhere. Until next time, it's time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now, time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time, if there is next time.